Hi, good morning. Welcome to Authentic Conversation with Kim. I hope that this podcast finds you well on today. I hope that all is well with you. Um, as always, I have to stop and say thank you so much for um, allowing and making Authentic Conversation a part of your day and, you know, thinking about us on this end because you know this is like a corporation industry kind of thing we got going on (laughs) um that is always um the thought I guess is always perspective right and how you look at stuff and how you think about stuff um but your life my life your affairs that's your business that's your corporation that's your organization it might you know seem like it's only a few people and yet and still it's strength in numbers you know and again depending on the I'm more of a uh quality person as opposed to quantity in the sense that you can have two people that are getting more accomplished than 50 people kind of thing. And so when I say a strength in numbers, it's not so much of the um, quantity, but the quality of the um, individuals and the people. And so you guys um, are part of this, if you will. And I thank you. I really, really, really do thank you. And um, know that I think about the podcast all the time, but I don't want to, um, at this time, I guess it's kind of different. And, you know, just being mindful of what I say and what I actually, you know, put out, right? And again, I want it to be something of substance, something that is, you know, important to us and something that is beneficial to us. And don't get me wrong, I think it's, you know, good to vent when needed to. I think it's good to get it out, therapeutic, you know. I find myself at times writing and poetry and just, you know, sometimes just writing out my thoughts. And then I guess it, you know, helps to have certain people that you can actually confide in and share. And then it's just some things that you just got to, you know, deal with within your own heart, within your own time, within your own level of, um solitude as it is permitted in your life and so I'm mindful of that when it comes to the podcast and again a lot of stuff has just been going on and um I I I just haven't felt really the need to chime in on any of it because a lot of it in my opinion is just speaking for itself and So, you know, it's like, okay, well, what you talking about that for? Because it's just really clear. And again, it's nothing but me at some level in the game, just giving my opinion about it, which I do appreciate, Um, again, that people would even care about what I think about certain situations and, you know, how I think it's going to play out. But I, you know, try to be careful, too, in that because... And you've heard me say this before, a lot of times we just have to wait until all the information is in. And I don't think that we do that. I think that, you know, we get a little bit of information and we we one when it perfect example. Um, I was looking at the weather and, you know, it said that it was going to um, do something. 
and you anticipate and you wait and you prepare for it but then again it may not do that and so we're preparing for things to come but we don't know if indeed it's going to happen the way it's said that it's going to happen and so you know you take the information and you do your preparation kind of thing but as you see you know things can change and it could change in a minute it could change in a moment it cannot occur you know and so what our posture is and again it's always coping skills I think but what our posture ought to be is you know being prepared for what will happen even if it won't happen (laughs) if that makes sense and um so that's one of the things that I have been um contemplating and thinking about um let me see it has my term has been you know, for the few months or prior to even the um, pandemic, like it's just been so messy. And, you know, another reason why I hadn't gotten on the podcast because a lot of stuff has just been, for me personally, disheartening, you know, and I didn't want to really, you know, present that in a, in a fashion of being, you know, angry or upset. You know, it's just a lot of disappointment in certain areas of our society and certain things that's going on. And, you know, just how people are acting and how people are responding to certain things. And it's just really this like, mm, what? <laughs> like, why are we being like that? You know, why is it like that? Why are people so, you know, ugh? And that's the thing, like, it's just some things you just don't even have words for. Like, I just don't have words for a lot of this stuff that's occurring. And then, you know, you're taught to, you know, be optimistic and, you know, to look at the good side of things. And, of course, you know, um, being thankful for whatever it is. Because, again, you know, it goes back to my level of faith and where I'm aiming to get to you know I'm aiming to get to a stronger place in my faith and a stronger place in my outlook on the world and society and people you know when you come from a place of or haven't experienced rather you know certain things because I was thinking about the other day like you know we are the sum total of our experiences and basically, you know, it's experience plus experience plus experience plus experience plus experience equals life, right? Equals thought, equals ideology, equals um, participation, equals, you know, your trust factor, it equals that. So we are the sum total of our experiences. And um, at a certain age, I would think that you know, based on the things that we've experienced or known people to experience, that we have some information and we have some knowledge in order to um, be able to proceed, right? Because again, we know if two plus two equals so-and-so, we know if you do this plus you do that, then this is what it equals. And it's easier said than done because when you're dealing with math, it's like a finite response. It's a finite um, answer. It's a finite, you know, um, total of equations. But when you're dealing with experiences and people, as I mentioned, it's some things can, 
you know, change. It can, you know, you have to factor in some other things. And that's when, you know, math gets a little bit more extensive. And then it's like A plus B equals C kind of thing. And then, you you know, you have the exponents. And if this to the second, third power and um, trigonometry and all kinds of stuff, it starts to get a little bit more complicated when you're dealing with people and trying to, you know, add up stuff. And then when you add your faith and then you add God into it, it's like, you know, two plus two equals four in in the math world. But then when you come to the people, it's like, okay, well, there's a red sea in front of me. And yeah, that don't make sense. Like, how are we going? Like, that math is totally different, <laughs> you know? Um, the deliverance math is totally different. The blessing math is totally different. The miracle math is just totally different. And so when we talk about our sum total of experiences, then we add and we add God into it, then the equation is different. And so that's one of the things that I have been thinking about. And I feel like, you know, people try to make it seem like if to have faith or to think about something being miraculously um, possible, you know, is a farce. And yet still, when we look at nature, when we look at, you know, our own personal lives, we have to stand. I know I do, you know, I have to stand and attest that had it not been (laughs) for the Lord who was on my side, Oh, God, where would I be? And not because I was so good or so calm or I dotted all the I's across all the T's or, you know, because I went to church or because I sang the right song or because I prayed in the right moment of time, but because his mercy was very present in my life. And, you know, thank God he let it rain on the just and the unjust, you know, and I find myself in at times in both of those places, just and unjust, you know. Um, I try to be more just than unjust, most definitely. But because he's just been really, really faithful and really, really good and really, really gracious. And so even when I think about where we are now, having, you know, made it all the way to the latter part of the year, um, to the end of the year, basically, you know, that we've made it thus far, we have to ascribe to the fact that it had been God's grace, you know, and even though we went through things that we didn't want to go through or had experienced some things that we didn't want to experience or had some level of trial, yet and still, you know, with the ability of our minds and the capability of some level of strength, we were able to get to where we are. And that is a part of our lives, right? That is the sum total based on our experiences. So now we know that, you know, we can get through a pandemic right you know at least we could get through most of a pandemic because we still got ways to go we we know that for a fact and if we could get through most of it we can get through all of it as god would will and give us the strength to do and then when i think about you know we're about to celebrate and this is the last day of hanukkah and so happy hanukkah um to those that celebrate Hanukkah and acknowledge Hanukkah as um, a level of religion and their faith, you know, and it's a Jewish holiday, which is definitely respected and, 
you know, we're thankful for it. And then we're going to celebrate Christmas. And, you know, that is Jesus' birth, his birthday, right? That's how I look like. This is Jesus' birthday. And so let's celebrate him. You know, I love me some Jesus. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. I love me some Jesus. Um, just for what he stand for, you know, just, you know, when you read about him and you read, um, descriptions, you know, I had somebody say that we should know the gospels, right? Which is Matthew, Mark, and Luke, um, in the new Testament. And so when you just think about how, you know, Jesus moved and how he was ever present and his ability, you know, to speak to every situation, I find it, um, I find it intriguing, you know, um, but again, we're talking about the son of God, right? Fully human, fully divine. We're talking about him. And so, of course, he was able to speak to every situation and fix every problem. And even, you know, they thought about or they said that, you know, a lot of people, he said, you know, a lot of people were only following him because of his ability to do um, miracles, right? And I think oftentimes we do we come to God or we come to people if you will based on the fact of what they can do for us right and at the end of the day you know people want to be loved and be appreciated just for who they are and again he drew us to him based on who he was and what it is that he can do but I think that we grow to a place of you know, just for the sake of having a savior and having a Lord and having a person that not only can do miracles, but just cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just a cool person. You know, I'm sure he was fun and funny. I'm sure he was. Um, But that's, you know, he knows that about us. You know, he knows that it's okay that I need something. And again, you're able to do it. And yet, and still, I love you for the sake of, he won't withhold any good thing from us, you know, and love you for the sake of that. I remember my friend, God bless her soul, and I think about her often, and she passed away um, last year. I want to say she passed away last year, and she left her daughters here. But one thing, and she knew I was in the church and stuff and praying, but she said that, when she was sick and she said that she didn't want to go to church and you know get a healing she wasn't gonna go back like she just was you know she said she she didn't didn't want to do that she didn't want to go and go to Jesus and then get a healing and then you know walk away um and my thing with that was you know if you're sick you go to the hospital you don't stay in the hospital you know thank God you go you get what you need and you leave but in my mind, I feel like if you experience Jesus in the healing place and you experience him in the deliverance place and you just experience him in the blessing place, you know, even though he gave you something and, you know, you wanted that and you knew he was able to do it, I feel like at that, at the end of the day, you can't help but to stay with him. You can't help but to want to be in his presence. You can't help but to, you know, want to serve him and want to give him homage. And I feel like a lot of us don't because, again, we know that that look is different, right? It's an expectation of us, you know, um, 
think about Peter. They was talking about Peter the other day. We was talking about him, Simon Peter, rather. Um, I prefer to call him Simon Peter. Um, but he was, um, I thought about it because I was reading something. And, you know, this is the the disciple that actually denied Jesus, you know. And t- Jesus told him that you was going to deny me. And he was like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But he did. He denied him three times according to how Christ would say, before the cock will crow, right? But Peter also was rebuked by Jesus after he had told him that he was the um, son of man, son of God, truly. But it was something else that he did, and I can't think of it right now. Um, mm, Something else that he did that um, the Lord had to deal with him with, and hopefully before the end of the podcast I would think about it. But I thought about how, you know, God knows that we are, you know, merely dust. And scripture says that without um, God blowing breath into man, you know what I'm saying? A man became a living soul. And then it says that, you know, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. And, you know, I get that the process of identifying with God and with Jesus um, and the miraculous and the miracle, right, of a virgin and having a baby and um, hallelujah, thank you, God, that, you know, we needed this salvation and we needed this deliverance. And, you know, once we have accepted this and now we are these children of God and we are called to live and to be a certain way and yet still the world is pulling on us to do something contrary something different right and then the demands of the world and the flesh and all the stuff that becomes really excuse me convoluted in a sense I I get how it can you know boggle the mind if you will and what I found to be a little bit more, um, I want to say a little bit more easier for me is to be around people and to hear people who truly believe, right? And I can mention a couple of ministers and that I have listened to throughout the years that have helped me in my faith because, and when I say this, I say because there's certain people who are actually honest to a fault, like genuinely honest to a fault where it's like clear cut, this is what it is and this is what we go through. And when you know that there's somebody else that is wrestling with the things that you're wrestling with or, you know, having to address the things that you've had to address and able to give you practical application and practical information and practical steps and, you know, just really being able to define words and to present um, actual instances and cases. And, you know, you it, it, it helps to make sense 
with what it is that you're going through and that helps you to develop your faith because ultimately it is your faith, right? It might be somebody else able to talk to you about it or tell you certain things, but ultimately it has to be you that says this is what I'm going to walk in. This is what I'm going to cultivate. This is what I'm going to develop for my life beyond just, you know, watching Charlie Brown, you know, just beyond listening to a minister, just beyond listening to a song, you know, this is what I'm going to do for me and for my household and for, you know, my friends. And I find that when you are able to have people um, that can do that, it helps a great deal. Like, you know, and since I said it, um, Noel Jones, he's a good minister, I believe. And I believe that because based on how he um, has, and I, I haven't watched him in a while, so I don't know. Um, where he is in his ministry but for me he's always seemed to be a man of integrity he's always seemed to be a man that um, actually goes through the scripture and is actually able to teach and then he's also seemed to be a man that is genuine about being a man being a human being a male and I don't find that or I hadn't found that in various places that I've searched or various places that I've been so he's been very pinnacle to my my growth and my knowledge and my seeking of um authentic religion authentic faith you know um because the bottom line is we do deal with a lot of stuff and you know, to be like, there's no depression, or there's no anxiety, or there's no fear, or there's no jealousy, or there's no strife is a farce, because naturally, by human nature, those things can actually um, become a part of somebody's life, if indeed one is not careful. I don't believe that even, and that's the thing, if you think about any religion, or any faith, there are proponents, or there are places where these things are put in place if you think about you know just proverbial sayings there are things that are being said because they know that people deal with these real things and we act as if they don't right and we act as if it's not like even during this pandemic if to act like you know one that ain't nobody tired <laughs> like oh my goodness like here you go like somewhere kind of thing is a farce you know and I get how we're called to be and even culturally like and even in our in our America wherever like we're called to be these strong people we're called to be you know doers and we're called to be you know it's the survival of the fittest you know it's the only the strong survive and you know these are the things that are are promoted and placed out there you know um I was watching um, a movie yesterday, you know, and it was talking about how, you know, um, the comment was that America eats their young, right? And then it made me think about how my mom used to say, you know, like animals, like if indeed the animal is come out and it's weak and they know that they, they won't survive, they will eat their young, right? And so just naturally, there's some things that we are and 
if we're not hearing a conversation about it and we're not talking about it and we're not um, investigating certain things, how do we get the information and the application in order to be better and survive certain things? And, you know, or know the state of affairs of where mankind is right now. And I feel like, you know, we've gotten so far away from what would have been beneficial to us. And when, you know, and people say, well, you know, the prayer, taking a prayer out of church and removing certain, you know, monuments and, you know, um, being lax on certain moral rules and, you know, um, becoming tolerant to certain things. And, you know, oh, you know, the faith-based people are making judgments and so on and so forth. And, you know, haven't compromised a lot of our values, you know. And then you have, well, who says that your value is right? And who says this is right? And it has become so convoluted to it's just, you know, to each his own and, you know, you know, live and let live and, you know, all this stuff. And now we're sitting here seeing the 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 what is it the outpour or the the cry of and I said this before too um that it was like that the world wasn't created to handle so much sin and so it has to be purged and it has to be dealt with right and that's just a personal thought. That's something that I've viewed and I've seen. And I get how, you know, we will always have this conversation about Jesus. And whether or not we needed a savior. And whether or not it's actually authentic. Ayakato as a Jesus, as a Lord of Lord, as a King of King, as a Redeemer, as you know, having gone on the cross and not did anything, hadn't died. I um, saw a preacher the other day, and he did such a marvelous job in the depiction of. Jesus going to the cross and going into the tomb and coming out of the tomb. And I really had to be like, oh my God, because he made it to be so surreal, like the passion of the Christ kind of thing. Um, but he went beyond that, right? And he was verbalizing it and it seemed so surreal. Um, but I, and I get that. But it's funny how, you know, we will go through the motions because. If there's no Jesus, then Christmas is for what? Because irrespective if you want to say, well, he was born in the summer and there was no Christmas trees and all this stuff that we say in order to negate who he is. Um, If we say that, then, you know, again, if there's no redemption and there's no um, hope, because that's what Christmas is, is hope, right? It's the miraculous, it's the, you know, birth of the star. Oh, and just on note, 
Um, I was told, or I read actually, um, that on the 21st of December 2020, that there will be a star in the sky um, that hasn't shown in 800 years or something like that. And so um, I'm looking forward, as God wills, I'm looking forward to see that. Um, But just, you know, information, you know, on December 21st, 2020, and you will probably have to look it up to see where it's going to be, wherever you are in the world kind of thing, um, as far as time and stuff is concerned. But there's supposed to be a star that has not shown in over 800 years. And so that's supposed to be happening. Um, But then, again, like, I feel like we do all of this stuff and yet and still we go through the motions and it's not any actual it's it's just something that we do as opposed to something that we are and I think for me that's my goal like this is who I am right this is my faith this is what I believe this is what I hold true to this is what you know I practice this is what I live this is my being like that's the goal at the end of the day because again as we you know talked earlier or I mentioned when we talk about math and the sum total of our experiences you know um I have to ascribe my life to the grace and the mercy of God because again when you think about where you could have been based on what you were doing or what somebody else propelled you to do or what you thought would be the best thing to do, you know, yet and still we find ourselves very present, very mindful, um, very thankful, (laughs) you know, we find ourselves in that place. I was talking to someone the other day and um, we was talking about where we grew up and you know I said that if certain people and I'm sure you know I don't like to live with any regrets and I know it's nothing but the grace of God because a lot of people that we grew up with you know they made different choices and based on the choices that were made and this is the thing whether they made it or somebody else made it for them it was still something that they had to go through and they had to deal with and they had to address and they're still you know um unfortunately dealing with some consequences or dealing with certain things from the choices that they made when we were young and you know it grieves the heart and it hurts you know to see certain things and it's never again we were always taught you're not better than anybody it was just based on choice or purpose or will and it's odd because you know how do we get to choose when we're in a jungle how do you get to choose and they say only the strong survive and so you know, I, I pray for your strength. I pray for my strength. 
because again as we get older and we you know we look at the world and we look at the state of affairs you know we need strength we need wisdom you know we need direction we need guidance and we truly truly need hope in such a time as this and that's what this season brings and so to get all the way to the season of hope i'm thankful um again i appreciate you guys you know listening in and and coming in on the day and um joining in and so have a good day i'll be back imagine my face